Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the But Daddy Why podcast, where we understand the rapid-fire questioning that parents battle all day, every day, especially that one burning, constant question, why? We take the hard questions and do the research for you so that you have the ammo to reply when the kids reach the ultimate pinnacle of But Daddy Why? My name is Pat Jacobs. And I'm Eric Benyon. Sit back and enjoy the show. All right, this this is a fun question. I have answered this question before for people in the past. Mm-hmm. So, I was I was I was kind of excited about this episode. And you know, we're thematic so far in the first now going on 11 episodes in just just messing with childhood memories and and the sanctity the sanctity that is mythological characters and and festival holidays. So, how could we go through Easter and not just, you know, take a dump on Easter? Absolutely. Destroy the Easter bunny. That's exactly what we'll be doing tonight. Exactly. So the question that we're answering is why does the Easter bunny lay eggs or leave eggs or hide eggs? Why mm-hmm. is there an Easter bunny? Yep. What's doing with the eggs? Why the baskets? All that stuff. All the why questions that you're getting for Easter and and all of that pertaining to the Easter bunny and eggs and, and Easter and in now, general. And now that we've brought it up, you're probably yourself going, "Wait, Easter bunny? What? Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? Like, really? Why?" Yeah. Yeah, and actually tonight was the very first night that um, I kind of started explaining it to my three-year-old son. Um, I don't even remember exactly why it came up, but um, you know, I started uh, telling him that the, the Easter Bunny will be coming on on Sunday, and as long as he's been a good boy, then the Easter Bunny will leave him a basket. And asked him what was inside those baskets, and he did say that there were eggs, and inside the eggs would be treats and chocolates and and all that type of stuff. Smarties, so, Smarties. There better be Smarties, the greatest candy in the world, and not those European and apparently Canadian Smarties that are like M and M's, and they're not even like M and M's; they are M and M's. So, yeah. So I figured for this, you know, we'll we'll break it down into three parts again, just like we did we did for the last episode. Cool. The uh, we'll talk about Easter, we'll talk about the bunny, and then we'll talk about the importance of the eggs and and bring it all back in together. So to start off with Easter. So it's thought that the word Easter comes from a pagan figure called Istra. E-A-S-T-R-E, who was the goddess of spring celebrated by the Saxons of Northern Europe. Right. And there was a, a festival called Istra, which was held during the spring equinox by these people to honor her. I'll give you a spoiler on this. We can't 
concretely prove any of it. But what we're going to do is kind of give the best, the best guess. And there's people there. There will be people after this that will continue to argue this point for a long time. But be that as it may, we have Easter, Oester, Ostara, whatever the case may be. There was this idea of a goddess named Oester, or Easter, or Ostara. And you read about this person in uh, the first the first reference, the earliest reference that anyone can find of this person is in Bede's Chronicle of of uh, of England. And I I can't remember the exact exact name of the book, but it's on my bookshelf over there. Like if I if you see me pointing, I'm gonna go right over there. There's a bookshelf. He's and, pointing, uh, podcasters. He's right pointing. there, right over there. Well, uh, I have a book. <laughs> I, I had to read. I, this is what I did for college, and I had to read. I had to read Bede, and Bede was a monk that that was back in. Uh, he was a Roman monk that was back in, uh, or Italian monk, I guess, who was in, who was in the the colonization and the Christianization of of England and and whatnot. And he talks about a monk called Ostermanab. The idea is that this that this Oester or Easter, like, I don't know how they would have pronounced it. Probably it's probably Easter. And I'm, and I'm probably making this way more difficult than it has to be. Cause what, whatever, it's our podcast. <laughs> hey, if you want to make it easy, make your own podcast. Otherwise <laughs> listen to the, the, the struggle that we go through and enjoy it. So Oester is this spring goddess and it's so kind of associated with the, the coming of, of spring renewal of life. Uh, associated often with the dawn, like the dawn of the new day, dawn of the new summer, dawn of the new season and whatnot. So her festival was kind of, was that and always held at the spring equinox, which is interesting. And there's credence lent to, lent to that because the holiday of Easter as we celebrate it now is fixed to the lunar cal- calendar, right? Now, why that's important is because Christmas is celebrated on the 25th of of December every year. We don't miss it. Always right on that day, we picked a date, that's Christmas. Now, that's when Jesus was born. He was born on that specific day, right? Apparently, he didn't die on one specific day, and that day just kind of moves around depending on what year it is. And then three days later, we have Easter. Or, which is more likely, the Catholic Church kind of adopted a holiday that already existed and gave it a Christian meaning, and it, the credence that you can lend to it as far as being a, a adopted pagan holiday is the fact that it follows the lunar calendar uh, when, when the spring equinox would have been. And so we have this festival that was celebrating Wester easier to get pagans to adopt Christianity if you just reskin their festivals as Christian festivals. Uh, the rebirth and everything fits the idea of Jesus and his resurrection. So it's a, it's an easy sell and it's easy to go, Hey, let's just put it on this date. Everyone's going to be happy. We're all going to celebrate it. And great. We'll call it Easter too, because then there's no confusion about the fact of when it is and, 
they still feel like they're celebrating their holiday. They're actually now we've now Christianized them, and everybody's happy. So that yeah. was that was that was that was a lot of words out of me. <laughs> that was a lot, but that's but that's that's the good background of it. You know the other the other notes you know that I kind of had on it was that um, you know the name for a celebration of the sunrise and a change of season was eventually applied to the Christian celebration of the resurrection of Christ, which is exactly what you just said, just you know down into you know one little sentence. But um, <laughs> so you used a couple words, and, and I used all the words. <laughs> <laughs> and you use all the words. The now leading into the next part of this, and, and again, I'm not sure if I'm saying the goddess's name right, Istra, E A S T R E. I mean, you said there's a lot of different, right? Okay, we're murdering. Oh, so um, go with whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever bastardization feels the most comfortable to you. Absolutely, and and so that everybody understands, there's going to be a lot more murdering of of words and phrases and people's names and book names coming up very soon. So stay tuned for yeah, for we the suck at this pronouncing and pronunciation. So leading into the next section of talking about the bunny, the Easter bunny, um, the goddess Easter's earthly symbol was the rabbit, which is also known as a symbol of fertility. Exactly. Right. And that's what you celebrate in a spring ritual. Absolutely. So more on that. Now, so now, now go ahead. This is going to be, this is going to be the part that you really dig because the fact that it's the bunny probably has to do with, wait for it, Norse mythology. I knew it was coming. <laughs> like you knew it was, coming. I don't think I can impress enough how important it is that people learn mythology just for this reason alone because so much of what we what what exists in the world and what and stories we tell and everything else that we do every day has something to do with some sort of mythology right so i'll, I'll explain that in a second but i just want you to know that the bunny the fact that it's a bunny it's their symbol probably ha- probably has something to do with norse mythology here it comes. We should have some kind of like a bell or a ding every time we we finally bring up Norse mythology. Like, ding, <laughs> ding. <laughs> every you know, here something. Comes. Here we go. Okay, so the Easter Bunny, also called the Easter Rabbit or Easter Hare, uh, originated among German Lutherans. Originally, played the role of a judge evaluating whether children were good or disobedient in behavior at the start of the season of Eastertide. It sounds very so, suspiciously similar to somebody else that shows up around this, this start of winter time. I don't know. I don't know where I've heard yeah. this before. Something along the lines of kids being good. You better watch out. Better yeah. not cry. Sounds familiar. Better not pout. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if there's so. a theme here with with fictional characters mm. and having to behave. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally dig that. <laughs> So, so the Easter Bunny carries colored eggs in his basket, candy, and sometimes also toys to the homes of children, very similar to Santa Claus. Wait, what? Right? Yeah. Just like Santa Claus. If you're good, you're going to get toys and gifts and presents, all of that. So in the same respect, they, they bring all these gifts and toys and whatever else to all the good little boys and girls uh, the night before their respective holiday. Now, what I found was the custom was first mentioned 
in, here comes the murdering of names and books and all that stuff. So the custom was first mentioned in George Frank von Frankenau's De Ovis Pascalibus, which translates to about Easter eggs. And that was around 1682. Well done. Well done. I mean, I don't think I could have murdered that any better than you. There you go. Pretty good murdering of a name and all that. Pretty pretty darn good. Now, the Easter. So, so we have this bunny, and really, the like that's about as early as we as we hear about it. Uh, the German Lutherans coming over, like, and I think that's kind of the kind of bringing it over to America. It, it happens about that time. And thus, you know, once it gets over here and we find a way to kind of uh, make money off of it and have it infuse the economy, we're set over here. As soon as you can make money off a, off a uh, religious holiday, it's, it's set in stone. That ain't changing. So that, ha- that happens. Now, obviously, it had to ha- something had to happen earlier on. We're not going to be able to prove that because – we didn't keep the records and apparently it's really tough to find them back in Germany. But what is important to note is that the bunny has always been associated with a Wester or Easter or Estra or Ostara, whatever her name is. And that goes back to her connection probably to Frasia. Now, the interesting thing is the, the stories that get told about a Wester is that she has a chariot that she drives a team of rabbits. Not really difficult to believe because Frasia has a chariot that's drawn by cats. But Thor, his is drawn by donkeys. So hmm. you never know. These guys all have, you have to have a different animal. So Wester has rabbits, probably, again, associated with the fact that she was a goddess of fertility. And there's your connection to Norse mythology. There it is. Okay, so that's the deep history of the Easter Bunny. So the idea of the egg-giving hare came to the U.S. in the 17th century. Protestant German immigrants in the Pennsylvania Dutch area told their children about the Osterhaus. That's what they called it. Again, murdering the name of something. Perfectly fine. Beautiful. Beautiful. Absolutely. You're not doing So. So just like just like usual, only good children received gifts of colored eggs in the nests that they made in their caps and bonnets before Easter. And as time went on, the nests and bonnets changed to baskets, and the Easter bunny will either put the baskets in a designated place or hide them somewhere in the house or garden for the children to find when they wake up in the morning, which gave rise to the tradition of the Easter egg hunt. And again, the the Easter bunny has become a prominent symbol of Christianity's most important holiday. Rabbits, known to be prolific procreators, are an ancient symbol of fertility and new life. So it's that recurring theme constantly of, you know, the the beginning of, of spring and fertility, new life, and all of that leads us right into the eggs. Why eggs? <laughs> Egg, eggs are kind of like this is when they hatch 
and it's new life springing forth. And so it makes it, it's a really easy, it's, it's an easy symbol for this, again, this, this holiday of, of rebirth and, and, and the, the new, uh, the new year, it's mm-hmm. new life, it's the start. Like when people talk about the year in general, uh, spring is the birth and winter is the death. And so we're right here, right here at the crux. We've, we hit the spring equinox and it's time to get things in gear. It's time to plant. It's time to get the animals moving. It's time to. Right, right. And ultimately, like, like you said, and like the Beastie Boys said, the egg, a symbol of life, right? So you you drop you know Norse mythology and I drop Beastie Boys, bro. <laughs> so anyway, the 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 egg, an ancient symbol of new life, has been associated with pagan festivals celebrating spring. You know, we keep saying the same things over and over here, basically. Now, from a Christian perspective, Easter eggs are said to represent Jesus's emergence from the tomb and resurrection. Um, decorating eggs for Easter is a tradition that dates back to at least about the 13th century from what I found. Now where that comes in is this. Orthodox churches had a custom of abstaining from eggs during the fast of Lent. So the only way to keep them from being wasted was to boil or roast them and then begin eating them to break the fast. And because it was therefore a special dish, they would probably have been decorated as, as part of the celebrations. So later on down the line, German Protestants retained the custom of eating colored eggs for Easter, though they didn't continue the tradition of fasting. So it makes perfect sense as to why they you know, couldn't keep the eggs fresh for that mm-hmm. long for the fast. So they would go ahead and boil them or roast them and... and take them after Lent. Well, and, and like, like, like anything that you do for one reason and then you, it, then it turns into a celebration. You have to dress it up. I mean, you can't just, you can't just eat the egg. Right. I mean, my favorite tradition, I'm not allowed to eat eggs so much anymore because, you know, I'm old, but <laughs> when, when it was okay for me to eat eggs, like my heart didn't matter. I love the deviled egg, you know, like mm-hmm. the egg cut in half and whip, whip up the yolk with, I don't know, miracle whip or something. I don't know, something delicious. And you put it back in the egg and it's a messy gooey and it's so delicious. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. I am glad they came up with that tradition, but painting the eggs is, is fun too. And it makes it easier to find them. I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if I'm looking for a yeah, multicolored true. egg, yeah. I'm going to find, find that in the grass a little easier than, say, just a white one that looks like a rock. Less likely to step on that egg. So before we get into the bottom line here, unless you have anything else to add with uh, with the eggs, anything <laughs> else you want to say about eggs? <laughs> I don't think I, 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 it can only go downhill. Okay. Although, <laughs> yeah. let's, all right, let's end it there then. If you're gonna if you're gonna celebrate this holiday and hide the eggs. The ones that you put the candy in and the little toys, go ahead. Hide those as hard as you can. Mm-hmm. The ones that are the actual eggs, put those suckers out as easy to find. Because when you don't find it and you have to find it, that is an mm-hmm. awful, awful realization you're going to make. 
I mean, you may think it's your partner. Uh, you might be going, oh, really? Right now? But when that when, when it doesn't dissipate and you're dealing with that smell in your house someplace, you got no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> Some really good advice, man. I really appreciate that. <laughs> so, so not only are we telling you why, we're giving you good practical practical advice. Not that Absolutely. I would know from experience, but just saying. <laughs> I've heard yeah, from a like friend it's well. not good. Uh, all right. So before we get into the bottom line, let's let's hit just a couple couple quick okay. fun facts here. Fun facts on the so egg. Easter's fun facts on on eggs, Easter's bunny, all that stuff. Easter is the second best selling candy holiday in America after All Hallows Eve. Like a boss. Interesting that it's the two holidays that are diametrically opposed. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Easter, spring, yeah. equinox. And just like you said, when there's one's about death, the other's about life, rebirth. Yeah. And, and what's the best way to celebrate that? But by putting down a whole ton of candy. Exactly. <laughs> just seems like it's just America, man. It's, it's, it's just the right thing to do. We just throw candy. We just throw candy at everything. Yeah. Wait, we have a holiday. Do we have candy for that? Yeah. Do we have candy? <laughs> I mean, Fourth we have of July is, is mostly fireworks and flags and picnics. We should do parades and throw candy. There we go. Done. Solved. Now, now my second favorite candy. You might not know this. After Smarties, Smarties, right? Is the jelly yeah. bean? Over 16 billion jelly beans are made in the U.S. each year for Easter. That is enough jelly beans to fill a giant egg measuring 89 feet high and 60 feet wide. Now, that's a big egg. That's a big egg. That's a lot of jelly beans. Mm-hmm. Now, are these are, are these mm-hmm. jelly jelly beans or are these like jelly bellies? Do we know the difference? Do we care? I mean, do we just want to eat them? Like, what, what are we doing here? That's uh, a good question. I really prefer like the jelly bellies, like you, even like the like popcorn flavored, jalapeno flavored, all those. Yeah, I'm down. I, I like the never in the pear. There you go. That my only my only stipulation, never licorice. What was the what was the idea about like black licorice in the first place was like a bad idea. Like who like yeah. who would have yeah. said okay well you know this is a gross candy so why don't we uh, well, make a jelly bean out of it? Yeah, doesn't make any sense. And even even just like the bags that you get that have like you know the the pastel blue, the pastel pink, the pastel you know uh, white, all those they still have the black licorice and they're just horrible. They just should not. They shouldn't exist. They're bad. Now. Now here's one. Maybe I'll maybe I'll see if you know what this one is. What is the top selling non chocolate Easter candy? Top selling non chocolate. That's got to be the P. And I guess you would have to say, there you go. Apparently, when when Peeps were originally made, they were handmade, which makes sense. I mean, they were. I think they were made back. Uh, uh, I can't remember. It was either the 50s or 70s, one of those. Not the 60s, though. Not the 60s. Definitely either the 50s or the 70s. <laughs> 50s or the 70s. 60s. No way they would. <laughs> no way they would have done it then. Cause... No. 
No, 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 no. Everybody was too focused on the Beatles and yeah, no. That 60s were all about the Beatles, so no peeps. It was either before the Beatles or after the Beatles. <laughs> we don't distinguish. BB we... or AB. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, and it right. used to be that you could only get the peeps at Easter time, right? Like, like right. that was that right. window of window of peeptitude. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if you wanted a peep, you, you had to stock up right at the wait for then. And you couldn't wait too long. Like, it's not something that you could savor the year round because eventually they became peep stones. Hard as a rock. Mm-hmm. And nothing doing. Yep. No good. Yep. yep. So, but now, fortunately, you know, like we do with all things, as soon as we realize we can make a buck on it, now you have peep uh, Christmas tree. You're round, baby. Peep mm-hmm. jack-o'-lantern-looking pumpkins. Mm-hmm. You're never without a peep. And, right. and you know, as right. I was as as I was perusing the Facebooks this week. I saw a fantastic recipe recipe for s'more dip, which is mm-hmm. yeah. Get get. I will spoil I will spoil it for everyone, but you won't get to watch the the pretty really quick video. You'll have to go look it up on your own. You take a bunch of peanut butter eggs, and you put them into a pan, melt that down, and put peeps on top of them, and melt it all together, and mix it together, and then pour it in a thing, and then just you know mm-hmm. graham cracker sticks and. Have at you. Yeah. All right. Maybe we hit the, uh, let's hit the bottom line before we lose it all. Before it goes all the way off the rails. All right. So, yep. All right. So the bottom line, why does the Easter bunny hide our eggs? Well, because the holiday Easter is is a, is a celebration of the goddess Oester, Ostara, Estre, whatever you want to say, however you want to murder it yourself. And the bunny <laughs> is her symbol. So his job is to hide the eggs because parents have always been crafty people. And if mm-hmm. we can find a way to get our kids to behave, we will seize upon it. We will lie to our children. And we will reap the benefits. And we will reap the benefit. And it gives us an excuse to buy a little extra candy. Which which ultimately we steal from the children. Oh, yeah. But we don't let them know that. But when they're older and they have their kids, then they can do the same thing. So there's the bottom line. There's the bottom line. And don't hide the don't boiled hide eggs. The, don't hide the real egg. <laughs> like, kind of hide it. Right. Not all the way. Like, just, this is for your own good. Think. Think. Trust us. Like, this is, this goes nowhere but badly for you. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. The, the little cracky open ones, you know, because I'm, cause I'm doing the cracky open symbol here on the screen and you can't see it. The little cracky open ones, hide those as hard as you like. Because, honestly, when you find those later and it's got a little bit of Smarties or something in it, you're going to, you're going to appreciate it. Awesome. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. When you find the real deviled egg hidden someplace that you forgot about, you're not going to like that. No. Most likely, most mostly because you're going to smell that sucker long before you have to find it. 
and you'll be answering a question that you don't want and that I, I don't want to answer for you either. But, Daddy, why does the house smell so bad? Yeah, your answer is going to have to be because I lied to you. That's right. About a bunny that hides eggs. And I'm a terrible human being. Exactly right. So don't do that. <laughs> yeah, so, so don't do that. That's a public service announcement right there. All right. There we go. There's another one. All right. I should, cool. Should I, should I put in here that you should go to our Facebook page? Go to our Facebook page. It's But Daddy Why on Facebook. Like us there. And then ask us questions because eventually we're going to run out of holidays. <laughs> Give us more things in our children's lives to just totally destroy. Look, we'll ruin them for you. Yeah, we'll do all the hard work. It's not, you don't have to ruin, we'll do the ruining and you can just say, hey, the guys told me, sorry. Yeah. It's there. I'm sorry you're so sad. It's those two jerks on the radio. That's it. So yeah, but Daddy Y on Facebook, on Twitter, ask us questions. Do it. All right, that's it for this week's episode of But Daddy Why. You got a question you'd like an answer? Feel free to hit us up. You can hit us up on email at why at diarydad.com or drop those questions off of Twitter. We are at ButDaddyY over there. We'll look forward to getting them and answering them right here, maybe even next week on ButDaddyY.